with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, and a very good evening and welcome into us here in KCLR for full time on this Monday. Hope everyone is doing well after the weekend. It was a busy weekend in the line of sport and we have a lot coming up on the show this evening. First of all, we'll have reaction to Kilkenny's loss in the Welsh Cup on a fantastic night down in Chadwick, Chadwick's, I should say, Wexford Park last Saturday as the new floodlights were turned on. Ronnie Ronan will be joining me later on to discuss Bally Hale's win over Dunloy yesterday in the All-Ireland Final. Pat Hoban will also be joining me later on on the telephone as well, albeit maybe a little worse for wear, but he will still be with us and why wouldn't he be enjoying a great day? And Tommy Murphy will be joining us for all things Carlo later on as well. But as we said, last Saturday evening, Kilkenny travelled down to Wexford to take on the home side to officially turn on the lights in Chadwick's Wexford Park, where over 15,000 spectators turned up uh, for queuing for over nearly two hours to get into Chadwick's Wexford Park uh, last Saturday. Where would you see it at a Welsh Cup game? It wasn't to be for the Kilkenny side with Wexford getting almost a last minute goal to take the game down there and the fact that Offaly had a surprise win over Leash meant that Kilkenny didn't qualify for the Welsh Cup final against Galway and it will be now Wexford who take on Henry Shefflin's side this Saturday in Crow Park. But our own sports commentator and main man Mr Brendan Hennessy caught up with Derry Lee after the match and this is what Derek had to say bloody crowd would you leave that what's that I couldn't be done with the crowd Derek it wasn't a win it was a fantastic occasion for the GAA for Wexford Hurling they got to look in the end I suppose and you were probably unlucky you didn't win the match for me that's why I'd look at it yeah look I yeah, we didn't win it and it's disappointing and uh, you know when you get to that stage in the game I thought we probably had one or two chances maybe ourselves and just a little bit of composure but look I have to say the, the effort from everybody again has been has been fantastic we've got a good look at a lot of players now and um, you know the, the Welsh Cup has certainly it's, has served its purpose and, and tonight was a great experience for a lot of those players to come down and you know have a packed house at this time of year it was a great experience and um, you know that will stand to us as well what did you 10 subs was it were you allowed 10 yeah you're allowed to make as many subs as you can and yeah. and look and in, in some cases we just had to make them because lads are working hard and lads are tiring and there's cramps and colleges. some lads have, yeah and there's colleges like it's a it's a balancing act at the minute and you can't there's just no point in taking chances with fellas you know we want we want lads fit in the next few weeks and um Sometimes when you make a lot of changes, it can kind of take the shape away from your team. But I thought the lads, in fairness, were fairly tuned in, and you know, for maybe for a few minutes, it disrupted things. But you know, we got back into the flow of the game and thought we were finishing really well, and we had a couple of chances, as you said. But um, yeah, and then we were hit with, with the goal, and look, at, that's that's the way it happens, and you know, um, that's a good learning for lads as well, you know. Um, so we'll it's January hurling, but this night yeah, brought yeah. a whole new meaning to the Welsh Cup, didn't it? The way to operate over fifteen thousand people here, Wexford now have said, "Well, we've beaten Kilkenny in the Welsh Cup. You have to win the league, and you're going to have to win the championship." So yeah. interesting times ahead, Derek. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, look at Wexford working hard as well at the minute. So, I mean, they've got the win today. Obviously, we're disappointed we haven't. And um, yeah, um, you're still not out, though. We're still not out at the minute. No, we'll wait to see what happens tomorrow. But look, we're planning it. We're planning ahead that we're back training next week and. 
we'll just crack on it's a bonus if we get to Crow Park next week if we're not we're not uh, we have to get ready for Antrim the week after because that will be you know, that will be a big test up in Belfast yeah I just said it to you last week this is really the start now because if you are playing next week there's no rest for the weekend it's, it's week in week out yeah and it's been a bit of a look it's with players and it's a bit of a balancing act as well we have a lot of players and Martin involved tonight some niggles some lads coming back from sickness and that and we're trying to give them a chance and um, just to be right for the next few weeks because we have a lot of games coming up so it's um, it's obviously Fitzgibbon on midweek so it's a, it nearly gets to the weekend before you can kind of figure out who, who you, how lads are feeling and, and um, you know just get I suppose updated reports from medical teams as well and just making sure that you know you have a 20 you have 26 fit lads coming into it okay. still the Shamrocks lads come back as well obviously they have a huge day tomorrow so yeah. you know that's a big thing as well yeah for sure yeah so they'll come back in their own time and look we'll, we'll I suppose that's something we'll discuss with them next week you know some of them will need a break and some others then we'll you know we'll, we'll take a look at in time as well um, give them an opportunity but um, yeah it'll be good to you know the more players we have coming back at the start of it all, we just want a competitive panel. That's the goal for this time of year, and you know, I think I think we're going to have that. Okay, and before I do let you go, I think looking at you, listening to you, you've taken a lot of positives out of tonight, albeit losing by four points, but a positive night hurling from Kilkenny and everybody getting a fair crack at a whip and everyone giving their all. Yeah, look, I'm really delighted with the effort, and um, and sometimes things don't go your way at the end of it. We weren't done the. So as we didn't get the break at the end, that's the way it goes. And uh, Wexford deserved to win. There, there, you know, that's that's the way it is. And uh, it's we'll take we'll take some positives, some negatives away from it. But there's plenty to work on, and that's okay. There'll be a few fireworks here in a few weeks' time, I think, will there? Yeah. Look, when we come back down here again, it'll be different, and obviously it'll be, there'll be a lot more at stake. And um, so, look, it's always a difficult place to come. Always was, and um, that'll be a challenge in its own right when when the time comes. Okay. And well, hopefully it works out for next Saturday, Eric. And we look forward to bringing all the league coverage here on KSLR 96. And thanks for your kind words tonight and thanks Great. for your time. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Derek. Sound. Yeah, that was, of course, Kilkenny manager Derek Ling after the match last uh, Saturday evening down in Wexford. So that is the end of the pre-season in the Welsh Cup for the Kilkenny manager. He's seen a lot of players, used a lot of players, and he'll now be focusing on the National League starting on the 4th of February, which isn't very long coming up either. Now, we should be able to join Mr. Adrian Ronnie Ronan on the phone line and hopefully he is there waiting to be chatted to. Are you there, Ron? Yeah, here, Martin. Thank you. Perfect. Good man. Thanks a million for joining me again in on score, or full time, I should say, here uh, on this Monday evening. You were indeed in Crow Park yesterday for a historic day. Ballyhale, ninth win in the All-Ireland final over Dunloy. It was a brilliant day for the club. Sum up the whole experience and how good were Ballyhale yesterday? Well, I suppose, first of all, I suppose uh, I have to congratulate Ballyhale, um, team mentors, parish and, and um, players, of course, and in particular Pat Oban, Niall Lacey and um, Jimmy Marr, because it was their first uh, senior club All-Ireland, of course. Some of the Ballyhale, as, as we know, to all about records, TJ, Winnie's his sixth, uh, Colin Fenley winning his sixth, Mark Alward winning his sixth, and Owen Reid winning his sixth, and, and Joy winning his um, fifth All-Ireland. So there was a lot of lads being decorated, a lot of the younger lads winning their third All-Ireland, the likes of Evan Shefflin, uh, Owen Cody, and uh, Adrian Mullen, to name a few. But for me, yesterday, it was probably all about the younger guys, guys that we don't often mention and we don't often hear of and we don't often give credit to. 
And yesterday, when Ballyhill were, you know, they were put to their pin of their collar, they were on the ropes, they couldn't get away from Dunlai. Dunlai came with a plan and they executed it very well. People might say, yes, Ballyhale weren't uh, humming or buzzing like they would. But look, the pitch didn't suit either team, but it certainly didn't suit a skillful team like Ballyhale. And unfortunately, Crow Park wasn't presentable yesterday for good conducive hurling. And it was very unusual to see it under uh, Patchy and uh, in uh, under duress, I suppose, in this case. But all over the field, I thought, young Owen Keneally, young Killian Corkin in the backs, Lads, that was as I said, that we don't often mention uh, when we're when we're talking about the Shamrocks. They really stood up yesterday, those young lads, along with the usual sort of cast, of course. I mean, the leaders are always there in Ballyhale and the leaders were still there yesterday. But the, maybe the leaders weren't playing at the optimum um, level that they would, would would require. But look, it was a historic day for, for Ballyhale. Wasn't the best match in the world because, as we know, Ballyhale tried to escape and couldn't get away from the clutches, and maybe, just maybe, if Ballyhale had to get the chances, they did have two, if not three, goal chances in the first half. Uh, you know, Ryan Elliott was brilliant on the goal for for uh, those three saves. He made three very good saves, and they obviously kept Dunlay in the match. And from then on, in the second half in particular, they hung in there and just pint for pint, and just in those last seven or eight minutes, uh, Ballyhale pulled away with all those scores. Of course, they got some great points. In the very end, from Cody, Paddy Mullen, Killian Corkin, a brilliant point. Uh, he came up the whole way from cornerback. Colin Fenley came out the field after being inside in the square for most of the game. He came out at centre forward, got a great point off his life. Another one from Owen Cody. Ronan Corkin finished it off then with Brian Cody also. So again, look, they finished the match very strong and very, very well, but it was a little bit flattering, I suppose, uh, in the overall context of the game. But yes, if Ballyhale had to take those goal chances and Ryan Elliott wasn't as good as he was, well then maybe Ballyhale might have been just out of sight at half time. And you look down at the far side of the field, apart from the goal that John Lloyd did get, I mean, Dean Mason was pretty much had the whole time to himself in the goal. I, I can't remember one other save that he really had to make during the whole game, which was astounding considering that John Lloyd got the first goal. Yeah, and uh, after getting the first goal, it said Dunlay were coming with a huge uh, plan, and they did have a plan of running game. They used their speed. They were on a, they're on a, the smaller side. They weren't the big, huge, physical team. And during the second half, I remarked to myself and Brendan yesterday, from about the 44 to the 49th minute, they had three chances of getting scores from out the field, and they dropped them into Dean Mason's hands. And if they had to go over the bar, they then took a sharp puck out, and that ended up in Colin Fenley's uh, getting a free, and TJ putting it over the bar. And that was a swing of four points. And just maybe if Dunlay had to get in front and maybe had to get two points in front, they might have believed in themselves coming down the home straight. But um, it was very hard to beat the Shamrocks, as we know. They're a brilliant outfit, brilliant leaders, brilliant overall team, and they've proven that. And like to think that they did that yesterday without the uh, probably the best underage hurler. Now, I won't Cody might say something about that. But Adrian Mullen, to be short, Adrian Mullen and Darren Mullen, like a huge testament to Ballyhale. Like, I mean, and Brian Cody only coming on his so They were down two, three starters from last year, three starters from the summer, three starters from their Leinster campaign, and yet put in a performance to win an all Ireland. And that just sums up the Ballyhale team and the Ballyhale parish and the Ballyhale mentors. Like, to be short, no, nobody, no team can be short the calibre of those players and expect to get a great result other than Ballyhale. So it is a great testament to those players. Yeah, I think say, as I said, without the two moments. Yeah, I think you're dead right there. I mean, the depth of the panel that they have for fellas to come in and replace those, um, unbelievable. But I suppose when you look back at the the records and you're on about TJs and uh, you know the rest of the boys that's there as well, 
This is their sixth All-Ireland since 2007. Um, six of the nine coming in the last number of years. Like That is a phenomenal record in itself, Adrian. It is an unbelievable record. As we know, again, we mentioned it yesterday, there's been great teams, in, in, in as we all know, in, in, in Ballyhale over the years. Great that their fathers, I suppose, a lot of their fathers would have won uh, championships in All-Ireland in the 70s and the 80s. And they... You know, they were the platform and the foundations for this great team. And these guys in the last few years, under, as we said, the different management, you know, the, we thought when Henry was playing that he couldn't be replaced, and then Cha couldn't be replaced. And you go down through all the great hurlers that Ballyhale have had over the last 10, 15 years alone, and here they are still producing great hurlers. They're producing another own code. His generation gap in the bloodline is, you know, when you go down through the bloodline, you just go back and see where the family and the, the bloodline and the thread here is. And it's just remarkable how how consistent they are and how wonderful they are. And you can't say enough uh, about Ballyhale. It's just there for the records. They're the, the best team of all time, the best club of all time and the best Ballyhale team of all time. Well, you certainly are. And if you're a club wanting or waiting to take on Ballyhale Shamrocks in the upcoming season, I tell you one thing, it's going to be no easy task to try and beat the All-Ireland champions as well. Um, yeah, it was a great day for Ballyhale. And as usual, you were brilliant with uh, Brendan on COCOM yesterday. No doubt you really enjoyed the game. But before that, uh, and before I let you go, you obviously had a very good win as well last Saturday as part of the management team that you were with, St. Bridget's, in winning the under-22 B County Final, albeit it was 2022 uh, County Final, it was eventually got played. But a great win for yourselves nonetheless. Yeah, look, as you know, I have a camogie involvement and enjoy camogie. And as we all know, you all know, George, the man is, is promoting camogie big time in Kilkenny. But look, the girls all over Kilkenny, there were some great wins at the weekend. As we know, Thomas Downwinder Jr., um, Connie had a great win in the minor, historic win for Connie in the minor and then we'd be very happy in St. Bridget's we had a decent year this year yet yeah, we were, we would have liked to have done well and better in the senior championship but Camogie's on a high as well you know in Kilkenny and senior hurling in Camogie in Kilkenny's on a high you have some great great teams in it but winning an under 22 is a platform for further success albeit Brian B um, there is a lot of good young talented players in Kilkenny and we have some of those young good talented players at under 22 level and again We'd be happy promoting Camogie as best we can. And sure as you know and I know, not easy when you're um, playing second fiddle to the men most of the time. But look, we'll keep driving it on as best we can and keep enjoying it as best we can. Exactly. Well, fair play to you for all the work that you do in coaching and commentary, etc. I don't know how you find the time to do it. But anyway, uh, well done, Ron. Congratulations to St. Bridget's. And no doubt we'll be hearing a lot more of you in the coming season. Goodbye, Martin. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Perfect. Thanks for that. That was, of course, Adrian Ronnie Ronan, our own co-commentator there. I have to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere and we will be right back. Your Monday Night Sports Show. Full time on KCLR with Martin Clutty. Yes, welcome back into Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty, here on this Monday evening. And... Just in a few moments' time, we'll have some reaction to the Ballyhale Shamrocks game. But first of all, we're going to go to other sports and there was rugby action at the weekend as well, where the Leinster League continued for local clubs with Kilkenny, Tullow and Carlow all in action. Saturday's action saw Kilkenny head to Donnybrook on the back of defeats to Ashburn and the Suttonians, where the defending 1A champions, Bective, went into the break 24 A's to the good, but it wouldn't get any better for the Kilkenny side on this occasion with the Dublin running out 45-25 victors. Defeat for Kilkenny leaves them currently... uh 
The Provincial Towns Cup holders at the foot of the Division 1A of the Leinster League with 17 points from 10 games and the lowest points scored in the league. Tullow completed a 2022-23 Leinster League double against Carlow at the Blackgates on Sunday. Sunday's win was clear-cut and deserved with a 30-17 result there. Obviously, ladies' football was on the weekend as well where Kilkenny returned to the Lidl National Football League. It ended in defeat to Limerick but it marks the start of building blocks for the Kilkenny adult squad uh, after their first game after three years absence and Kilkenny will now travel to Leitrim at the weekend for round two. In Camogie as we heard Ronnie there earlier on they had a good win last Saturday so too did Loretto of Kilkenny they won the Junior A Leinster final last weekend after defeating Loretto in Wexford and now they go forward to the All-Ireland semi-final. Boris Vocational School also had a fantastic win in the Leinster Junior B beating the Prez in Wexford 1-6 to 3 points where Kilkenny Camogie Volunteer of the Year Orla Bambury and last year's Senior Captain Eva Prendergast are two of the coaches with that team uh, and just then on the soccer end of things it was another big weekend on the soccer front in Kilkenny and Carlo with a number of clubs in cup action in Kilkenny Freebooters extended their lead at the top of the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division to three points, albeit with two games extra played over Evergreen, thanks to a 4-0 away victory to Thomastown United in the Junior Division 2. Tullerone's 6-2 away win at River Rangers A means they're sharing top of the table with Castle Warren Celtic, who drew 2-2 with Freshford. Our own Shane O'Keefe won't be too happy with that draw. East Ends are well clear at the top of the Division 3, thanks to a 3-1 win over Spa United. In the FA Junior Cup, both Evergreen and Bridge United are out following defeats at the weekend. Evergreen lost out 5-4 on penalties to Dublin's Old County, while Bridge United were beaten 4-1 away to Crumlin. And there was one game in the KCLR McCallumant Cup as Clover United moved into the second round with a 5-1 victory against River Rangers B. As we heard just before the break as well, Ballyhale Shamrocks recorded a fantastic 9 All-Ireland victory in Crow Park yesterday when they defeated Cullens of Dunloy. And Brendan Hennessy caught up with the two Reed brothers, TJ and Richie, after the game. And here's what the two brothers had to say. TJ and Richie Reid with me. TJ, congratulations. Yeah. It's, it's your sixth, I think, is it? For seven? Uh, six, uh, yeah. Well, I'll take seven if you give them to me. Well, listen, well done. It was tremendous. It was a tough battle. Very tough battle. And um, I have to say, look, I don't lie, um, they worked endlessly at last, probably 59th minute. And we just, I suppose, fitness, fitness levels there with Niall Acey over the last year. We were in prime condition. I think we, we opened up in the last probably five minutes. But... Um, when it was important to do so. Yeah, we did. And it was just a game where it was a dangerous game because we could never get away from it. We were two points, three points, four points. Got back to three, two. We never really um, opened them up. Um, but God, that's all credit to Dunloy. Um, they worked extremely hard. They had a sweeper. They've been a very difficult for us. They had a sweeper. They had numbers back. They are running the ball back out from defence. And then... We, our half-backs then pushed up a small bit and we got the overlaps then. We weren't quite doing that in the first half. Paddy Mullen and the boys were hitting balls from 80, 90 yards back and it wasn't really working. We thought we might get a few balls early into Colin and that. And it was working because we could have had maybe one or two goal chances in the first half as well. But um, look, to be back here, redemption is sweet. 
It certainly is. Richie is which as well. Richie, well done. You have the trophy in your hand there, but yes. uh, a great day. It's not like last year anyway, so we forget about last year. It's this year, and it's nine titles for Shamrocks. So well done on that, and well done on your own personal performance Thank also. Thanks, yeah. It's a sweet one, all right, uh, especially after last year. Just the devastation. Just uh, We came back this year. We had, got new management there, and our main focus was winning Kilkenny, and then after that was Leinster, and then we met Ballygunner then in the semi-final, and that was a massive battle. And we just wanted to get back here and prove that we're... We prove we wanted to get back here and win again. You said to Ronnie on commentary, you love the number 22. You scored 22 points in a lot of matches this year, but the goal added today anyway, but well done. Yeah, it did already. Look, probably had around another three or four goal chances there as well, which is only blocked their great saves, but look, we were target there every game, like we were going for our targets 25 points there, so look, we got 22 points there today, which is great, but like, just every every game we tried to get that mark and get 25 points in the forest that we have. Another great day for the club, another great day for the Reid family, loads more All-Ireland medals heading for Ballyhale. Yeah, it is sweet, Ari, yes. When we finish up our days hurling and that, we'll think back on all the stuff that we have to win in there. But look, at the minute, we're just enjoying it there, hurling and winning there. Thanks for that, Richard. TJ, as games go, I won't delay you. I know you have to get back over there. Yeah. All the finals you've played in club finals, was that one of the toughest? Um, no, no, they're all tough. Um, they're all tough. Um, obviously, memories, um, I'm only going back. Um, the cast was, was tough as well. I mean, yeah. We lost an all winning today. And we had savage battles with Portumna over the years. Um, St. Thomas is there, um, Boris and E. Um, all all our finals are tough. But today was tough, yeah, because it was difficult. As I said, they played with a sweeper, they played with numbers back, um, back down the field. Um, but yeah, and but, but we knew it was going to be tough because. We they bet St Thomas's, they bet Slock Neil. We played those teams in the last three years and we struggled to beat them. So we knew today and the reason why we won by seven points in the end because we respected them one hundred percent. We watched videos of them because obviously we wouldn't know of the players as such as we would down here because they're up there Hurley and Dunloy. So we had to give massive, massive respect and we did. We uh, last two weeks there's video clips going in, analysis being done and we had to do a homework seriously on them because as I said they went there. Very good hurling team. Okay, well, listen, I won't delay. Well done on it, the victory. I'll probably see you at the dinner dance, and well done. Yeah, fair play, thanks very much. Thanks, 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 you. thanks Richie. Because there'll be some dinner dance there, I can tell you one thing, you no doubt, Brendan Hennessy will probably be in the middle of that. I have another quick ad break to take, don't go anywhere, but when we come back, I will be talking to the winning Ballyhale Shamrocks manager, Pat Hoban. Full time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty. Yes, a very welcome back here to Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty. And I am delighted to be joined on the telephone by the winning Ballyhale Shamrocks manager, Pat Hoban. Good evening, Pat. Good evening, Martin. Uh, thanks for having us. First of all, congratulations on an outstanding victory yesterday for yourself and the Ballyhale Shamrocks team. Can you sum up, after 24 hours almost, uh, having won the title, what does it mean to yourself and the Ballyhale Shamrocks, this victory? Well, like obviously for myself, it's just unbelievable to be involved with such a team and such a club and their success. For Ballyhill, you know, I suppose the, the pain of losing last year's final really drove them on and the chance to get back and get that cup again and be the, <clears throat> the best team in the country, I suppose, was a, an absolute delight for everybody involved. Uh, a great day, Pat. Um you know, there's a lots of records that we heard uh, Adrian speaking earlier on to his TJ's sixth uh, 
victory for the team as well. There's a couple of other guys that six couple with a, a load of threes there as well. But it's something special. Like it's their sixth title since 2007. Like as we've always heard, Ballyhale itself is a small enough parish with a small group of families that's keeping it all going there. That is a phenomenal record to have. Unbelievable, yeah. Now you've seen a lot of stats today around. Um, <clears throat> I think TJ has more All Ireland club titles than every club in Tipperary put together, which is a fantastic achievement. But it just puts it into perspective, as you said, Martin, a small country club in an era where super clubs are, are, are getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, right around the counties, we see what well, that can happen. But they just have this unbelievable ability to, to get everybody to play and get the absolute most out of all their players. It certainly was and I suppose in what has been a trying year as well Pat for the club there with uh, Bobby Elward passing away uh, uh, Paul Shefflin passing away and obviously Joey's dad then passing away as well it seems to bring a great spirit together with this team because as everyone probably saw at the final whistle TJ Reid sprinted at least 60 metres up the field and went up the top uh, at the Hill 16 end to hug Joey Holden I mean that just goes to show that the bond is there between all the players yeah, huge bond. And I suppose what's, what I've seen from the outside coming in, you have that generational gap, obviously, with TJ and uh, Joey, Colin. But they get on so well as a group. You know, you have Niall Shortle, you have Killian Corcoran, who are just in, in school at the moment. And like, they, they just gel together so well as a team. And uh, like that, they've had their tough days. But um, we really made an effort to make yesterday all about them. The, the positives and to do it for all the people, their supporters, their families, their friends, and uh, and their parish. And again, um, the chance, I suppose, Martin, to speak. Like I know, right around the county, we have lots and lots of supporters in Ballyhale, and even yesterday, lots of people all over the country. I think admire the way Ballyhale play and the way they win. Well, you certainly are never out of it and you're never dead and buried, Pat, until the final whistle and it showed that because Dunloy are a very good team and they put it up to you for 50 minutes of the game. It was only in the last 10 minutes that you really showed your class and pulled away there in the very end. But uh, you must have been having a few palpitations there coming up uh, towards the 50th minute mark that you just couldn't get away from them in the manner that you usually do. Yeah, I suppose uh, as regards the game like that, it was... Um you know, frustrating that we felt, you know, we should have pushed on. We had a couple of goal chances in the first half, mixture of misses and maybe some good defence. Um, we knew exactly what we were facing with online. They're very strong defensively. They're very, very pacey up front. And I mean, they had a goal within two minutes, which was very, very scary, obviously. But um, at the same time, we just seemed to be able to just hold on to that two-point lead, three-point lead. And... Uh, we just needed to push on. And as you said, Martin, I think it was even beyond the 50th minute. I'd say it was near the 60th before we actually opened the gap. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of relief, but not until the almost the final whistle. Pat, as a manager going into an All-Ireland final, you're dealt a blow with probably one of the greatest talents that Kilkenny has at the minute in Adrian Mullen. Uh, and he can't start... Um, it's a shock to the system probably, but I mean, it shows the depth that the squad is there as well, that you can put someone else in and replace the likes of Adrian. I know he's not replaceable, but when you have a squad that's uh, as good as you have in Ballyhale um, at the minute, you know, it was a, a tough uh, task for, a tough blow, I should say, for himself not to be able to play in the All-Ireland final. Yeah, injuries like is the curse of any sportsman. Um, thankfully, in one way, if he was to get injured, at least we, we knew from a bit out that more than likely he wouldn't play. We gave him every chance to, to play his part, but it wasn't to be. Um, so we were prepared from that. We had, 
a plan B in place. The players and the panel knew exactly what we were going about. Uh, as an individual, Adrian's been incredible this year. As you said, I think he's he won an all-star, deservedly so, and he's probably in the top handful of players in the country. So to lose a player of that quality, yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a, a tough one, but players knew it. And like a team sport, other players get a chance to step up. And I think yesterday we had some of the lesser lights grab that opportunity and, and, and uh, draw it on as well. So fantastic for, for everybody involved. I know I'd probably be shot for asking this question, but you have done five in a row now in Kilkenny. You're after winning nine All-Ireland titles. Where's the end for this team, Pat Hoban? Uh, look, I, I, I'm only involved a couple of months, so for me, this is the start. Uh, for the lads, uh, you know, they're an amazing club. Like, um, obviously, Sunny Monday, the lads are absolutely celebrating it and enjoying it as you should. But, um, you know, they're, they're already thinking about next year. It's incredible. And it's going to be a challenge, uh, as well publicised. Some of their experienced players, Joey, Colin, Brian Cody, are heading away in the next couple of days. They'll be a huge loss. But then again, as I said, that's an opportunity for other players, for uh, young guys to step up and grab that jersey. So, I, I you know, I hope. And I believe that Ballyhill are going nowhere quickly. Well, they certainly aren't by the looks of things. Um, but from us all here uh, on KCLR, congratulations on a fantastic victory. Well deserved. Um, and I know that even the voice may be a bit hoarse. You've done very well, but no doubt you'll be still celebrating <laughs> towards the end of the week. And rightly so. No, but, uh, Martin, just before you go, just to say thanks to the radio for their coverage. But equally for me, it's great for me to speak in the radio. But we have a fantastic backroom here. I'm blessed to have... James Maher with me as a hurling coach and I Lacey as a physical coach. You know, we, we, we really gelled and we, we drove the lads on. Backroom team, Sean Holden, phenomenal. Um, our, our secretary, uh, Siobhan, treasurer, John, uh, John Kearns, our physio, did unbelievable work. So I want to thank all of those people. I mean, the work that goes into an achievement like this, is, 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 it's hours, it's months, it's, it's a huge work and uh, it takes a huge team and camaraderie to drive that on. So I want to thank all those people as well. Here, here, well said, and they don't often get the recognition as well. So, uh, well done to you for putting the the recognition on all of your backroom team, and well done to each and one of them, each and every one of them, I should say as well. Pat Hoban, thank you very much for joining me in on full time this evening. I will let you go. Go enjoy the rest of your celebrations for the rest of the week. Well deserved, and it's uh, great to be all Ireland champions once again. Thank you, Martin. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. That was, of course, Pat Hoban there, the manager of the victorious Ballyhale Shamrocks team yesterday. We have one more piece of uh, audio from Evan Shefflin and Dean Mason, where Brendan caught up with them later on. And as soon as we come back, we are going to be talking to the great Tommy Murphy from Carlo from All Things Keo Cup in Carlo yesterday. So don't go anywhere. Here comes Evan Shefflin and Dean Mason first. Now we're joined by Evan Shefflin and Dean Mason. Evan, congratulations. Another medal for you. How many is that for you now? Three. Should three. be four, but Should three. <laughs> Listen, well done. A great win in the end, but tough. Yeah, look, we knew exactly what we were getting ourselves into today with Dunlay, you know, fantastic team. Smashing hurlers as well, and, like, you know, they were there the whole way towards the end. I think they're hurling maybe just kicked in and, like, an e- literally an extra time, like, you know, so that's that's how good they were. They pinned us to their collar 
the whole way and look, we're just absolutely delighted to get another one. Well, well done. You had a fine performance yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Well, 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 look, Dean, well done. I know one went past you, but not too many went past you. No, one, oh, yeah. one, one is bad enough in the final, but well, hang on, we got there anyway. That's you, the main you still, thing. Were you happy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How difficult was it? Uh, some of the lads on the pitch wasn't terrific, but what was it like for you? Uh, it was tough. It was very tough. Like the intensity that Dunlai brought and the physical side of it too, like, and the running ability and the running game that they're able to play is very good also. So we knew that it wasn't going to be a walk in the park and we knew that we have to keep our composure to keep doing the things we've been doing all year and we just kept doing that towards the very end and that's how we got us over the line that's your third medal as well that's my third medal as well yeah. a long way to go now to get another six like Keisha and the boys hopefully hopefully keep the head down and we'll see how it goes yeah, keep the ball rolling. I'll try I'll try I'll try <laughs> that was of course uh, the two lads there Evan Shefflin and Dean Mason well we seem to have lost Tommy Murphy we can't get him on the phone line at the minute we will try again but of course Carlo was playing meet in the Kyo Cup game yesterday in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park where Carlo was taking on Meath. Um, no doubt it was disappointing that the Meath players didn't qualify for the Kyo Cup final because of the fact that Kildare's victory over Down, coupled with Kildare's victory over Carlo in the opening round, uh, put them into the final and they had a game to spare as well. So Carlo now have a break at the weekend, like Kilkenny add, and they are not going to be playing until the 4th of February where their first game is going to be against uh, Kildare as well so yeah on that um, of course Tommy is uh, messing everything up for me at the minute um, but nonetheless uh, we will belt away um, and we have other things there as well what we might actually do is we might go back to that uh, Welsh Cup game uh, at the weekend as well and I know that Brendan Hennessy did manage to catch up with Dara Egan, the Wexford manager. Um, and while we see if we can get Tommy on the phone, here's what Dara Egan had to say to Brendan after the match last Saturday. I'm with Wexford manager Dara Egan after his side's 125 to 218 victory at Chadwick's Wexford Park against Kilkenny in the Walsh Cup. Dara, uh, delighted with the result and the performance? Delighted with the result, anyway. I suppose delighted with the last three or four minutes. Um, just up to that, uh, we did some really, really good things, but we gave Kilkenny and we gave Kilkenny loads of chance. We coughed up some poor scores, but I must say Kilkenny were so efficient in front of goals. Um, they really, really took their chance as well, and they were running at us in numbers. And uh, uh, it was look, it was a great, great tussle for the 21st of January. I've no doubt now Kilkenny are going to work their way through the league, and they'll be a real force come Leinster Championship time. Was this a perfect challenge for your side, considering the whole sort of occasion, the full house in Wexford Park, and the fact that you maybe you got it? As- good a game as you're going to get in the Walsh Cup. Yeah, it was absolutely ideal. Sure, look, even like Sean Stack, he, he did a good job in it. It was a very, very tough game to, to riff because it was so so intense for this time of year. Look, there was lots of mistakes. A few lads, you know, a few balls dropped and a few, few, few wrong things done, but that's that's absolutely brilliant for, uh, you know, it's good practice for this time of year and uh, we're really looking forward to kicking off the league here on the 4th of February. So, um, yeah, thankful to Kilkenny for a great, great, great encounter and uh, it's good to get that kind of a tussle this, in the 21st of January. 
And just generally for... And just generally for Wexford hurling there, what does this whole occasion mean? I mean, it just seemed to mean a lot to the people of Wexford. Yeah, it did. Look, the county board have done a great job in promoting this over the last few months. Uh, even see with the art competition, a lot of our lads are, you know, the the general art competition all around the county, and, and it worked very well. And um, it, it was marketed very well. We sold out all the tickets, and uh, it's it's after being a great event. It's it's probably something that the you know we could look at year in year out. Next year we go to Kilkenny, same fixture, and and bring in a local charity or something like that and, and, and use these games because people love going to games like you look at McKenna Cup football up in up in Ulster there's 10,000 plus at the games people want an event to go to I'm sure they were pleased by what they saw here this evening and uh, it's something that we should maybe pencil into the calendar for a year on year, on, year out Is it better for you as a manager and as a management team as well to get to see your players in front of a big crowd which will be the case of course come league and championship time Absolutely and even look some of our younger lads we three under 20s finished the game there and finished it really really well and, and that's exactly what we, we need to see you can do the six or seven weeks training and pre-season all you want but until you see them in there you know with the likes of Parik Walsh with Tom Phelan with with, uh, with um, Bill Sheehan and these lads until you, until you see them in that kind of action and that kind of environment and how they cope with it uh, a manager couldn't ask for any more this time of year and so uh, yeah as I said looking forward to the Alliance League from now and now looking forward to the Allianz National Hurling League I suppose that's the first port of call uh, what are your hopes going into that one? Yeah we, we, we performed very well in the, year, in the league last year we won 5 from 5 I, we're, we're not going to be as strong all throughout our group, our group games this year but we will attack them as best we can but ultimately I suppose 21st of April is the date we have in, in our heads um, while we'll go at the league we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be using loads of different players and we'll be looking at loads of different, uh, different panellists and some of the younger lads so it's going to be an interesting in two or three months now. And then into the Leinster Championship, of course, last year you were all Ireland quarter finalists, had a famous victory in Nolan Park against Kilkenny to get to that quarter final. What are your hopes this year? Is it trying to maybe break into that top two and make a Leinster final or do you just take it game by game? Yeah, no, definitely. Look, we we uh, we we had a tough up in Mullingar and it probably kept us out of the Leinster final as it transpired, but we found it tough to watch the Leinster final, even though Kilkenny had a good win. Uh, we found it tough to watch because we felt we should have been there, but it was our own fault we weren't there. So definitely a target to get to a Leinster final and win a Leinster final this year. And it has to be a target for this group. You know, they, they won in 2019, but uh, some, of, some of our senior statesmen, they want to finish their careers with as many medals as possible. And, and uh, a Leinster title is, is one of those uh, medals that they want to win. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's a long way away and there's loads of, loads of, loads of games to be played between now and then. But uh, thankful that we got a, good, a really good game here on the 21st of January. And you enjoy it yourself, Jarrah. I suppose there's probably extra pressure in the second year in charge of an inter-county team but you seem to be really embracing the whole um, kind of fanfare that comes with being the Wexford Hurling manager well yeah it was pure fanfare there tonight for the last <laughs> few minutes but no I am look I'm really enjoying it I suppose um, I'm slightly inexperienced but you're get, every, every day you're learning and, uh, and um, I have lots of really good people around me and, and uh, good backing of the board so long may that continue and as I said I'm going to be 37 next month I'm a young young intercounty manager but it's something that I've always wanted to do it's something that I'm absolutely relishing and uh, I'm going to educate myself uh, as much as I possibly can over the next few weeks to get get, get ready for the 2023 campaign so uh, that's the plan and uh, yeah enjoying it thoroughly and just very finally Lee Chin seemed to come off injured at half time any concerns there? yeah no just just a little bit of a, an eagle there so um, 
again Lee will recover well and he'll uh, he'll try to get himself ready for the 4th of February and uh, it doesn't seem to be too serious so we'll, we'll monitor that over the next few weeks a few lads are just carrying a few knocks because we're after having a good few number of games and lots of training over the last few weeks so um, yeah we'll, we'll monitor that but I don't think it's too serious Best of luck with the year ahead Darren thanks ever so much for talking to me yeah, Thank you thanks a million <laughs> That was, of course, not Brendan Hennessy. It was our own Robbie Dowling there speaking with Dara Egan after Wexford's win in the Welsh Cup. Now, we almost have Tommy Murphy on the phone line. I'm going to take a very quick break and we will be right back with the main man from Carlo himself. Full time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Yes, welcome back once again in to full time here with myself, Martin Quilty. And I am delighted once again on this Monday evening to be joined by the main man in Carlo himself, Mr. Tommy Murphy. Tommy, how are you this evening? Not too bad at all, Martin. Good, too bad at all. Good because <laughs> hanging in, we're all hanging in there, Tommy. Well, when I couldn't get you on the phone there a short time ago, we did actually go through the game, but you might uh, relive it for us. Obviously, Carlo was playing Meath yesterday in the Kyo Cup game. They won two twenty two to two fourteen, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough for them to progress um, and be crowned the Kyo Cup winners. As you've said before, there's no final to be played in this. Whoever tops the table, and it looks like that's going to be. Kildare but give us a rundown on the game yesterday against Meath Tommy because it was a very good win for Carlo nonetheless I suppose Martin um, now that that was Carlo's last game yesterday um, in the Kyo Cup they're, they're not playing this week um, there's another round of games but Carlo had to buy Carlo had their games finished and uh, Kildare are playing Meath next, uh, next Sunday and that probably will decide where the Kyo Cup goes but just uh, on an overall context from the night we played Kildare, um, I think that was um, whenever, uh, a fortnight ago in um, above in Hawfield, I would say that Carlo have improved considerably now. And no doubt about it, um, that uh, Tom, Tom and Christy and Pat, Tom O'Lally, Christy Keeley and Pat Murphy would have known that. And they knew that, that Kildare probably had a good bit more done. And, but in the last couple of weeks and in the, in the game against, um, in the game against Down and Wicklow and uh, me yesterday, Carlo have come up, come on leaps and bounds. And I suppose every every young player and every player they're, they're getting their chance to impress the selectors as well, Martin. And of course, that's for a Saturday week when um, they open against Kildare again in um, Newport's Cullen Park in the league. But there was a lot of there's a lot of good young talent coming through. And just let's hope. And I wish all the young players the very best that they stay going. You know, on the way they're going because they definitely did impress yesterday. Like um, you had Jack Chase and Paddy Bowl and Kieran Kavner, Fierco Tool and uh, Scott Chase. Kieran Whelan was excellent at midfield. Jake Dyer. Now, uh, John Nolan twisted uh, an ankle going uh, yesterday, just before the game. He was used to the start, but I just hope that John is okay. I wasn't talking to him. And, and Richard Cody did something as well, and so he didn't start. Fifthful uh, Fitzpatrick, Kevin McDonald, and Paddy O'Shea, they're forming a fair good, solid half back line now. And of course, um, Niall Boyger, the man from Baggingtown Gales, Diego Dunn, another young fine hurler from Navon. He was uh, sick yesterday and didn't play. Connor Lawrence, full back, Paul Dyle. And of course, two good goalies as well, Brian Tracy 
Uh, and um, Kieran Abbey was in it for the first half yesterday, and Brian Tracy was in it for the second half. Paddy Bowen finished with uh, one five yesterday, and no, I think that Kieran had uh, seven points. And he was big for Fitzpatrick, like as well as number seven on his back, he was still able to come down the field and um, bang in the goal. One thing I, I, I would have taken from the game is Carlos' drive to go forward and try and pick off scores quicker, Martin. Well, I know that they have uh, Kildare coming up as well and it's not going to be an easy one in their first round in the National uh, League either, Tommy. And it is a home game, though, in Netwatch Cullen Park. So no doubt the home support will be vital uh, and getting a big crowd there to support the Carlo men as well. But uh, just quickly then as well, obviously, because we have Carlo involved against Wicklow in the Division 4 National Football uh, League. Uh, at- uh, uh, and Martin, just before we go to the league, not alone is Carlo playing Kildare Saturday week in Nefert Cullen Park, but the weekend of the 8th and 9th of April, they're playing Kildare in the first round of the Joe McDonough Cup. And that's again in Nefert Cullen Park. So, but definitely, uh, definitely, I think, still think that Carlo will field a strong team in the league. Oh, true, but it's a, a tough league. Just before we go there, you have Kildare, Kerry, Down, Offaly and Derry Lake. You know, and they're fairly strong Contenders, but anyway, you're right, Martin. They're just only drawing the making the point that as well as playing Kildare in the first round of the league, they are also playing in the Joe McDonough Cup first round as well, and that's the eighth and ninth of April. Saturday night, Martin, you're right. It's back to a Division Four of the National Football League, and Wicklow are the men that come to Nefert Cullen Park on next Saturday evening for a seven o'clock start and. No doubt Niall Carew will be hoping to get his first win there and get off to a good start, Martin. Well, hopefully all going well, Tommy. And that game will be live, of course, here with us on KCLR 96FM from 7 o'clock on Saturday evening. Unfortunately, Tommy, I'm pushed for time here this evening. But as usual, my thanks for joining me on Scoreline here. Or not Scoreline, full-time. I don't know why I keep calling it Scoreline, but it is full-time. Uh, and hopefully that we will be chatting again in the near and future. Martin, just, yeah, Martin, just before we go, next week we will have a, a, a very quick roundup of the minors. I know Alan Roach is back in action with the minor hurlers and the minor footballers under 20 hurlers and under 20 footballers all going strong and we'll have a full round up possibly next weekend Martin. Perfect, good man. Now sorry Tommy, I have to leave it short there because I'm cutting really fine on time. My thanks again as always and no doubt we'll be speaking to you again in the near future. That was the great Tommy Murphy from Carlo there and that is it from myself here on Full Time. I will be back with you next Monday and every Monday after that for the rest of the year you're going to be stuck with me uh, don't forget as always to check out KCLR's dedicated sport only on their website at scoreline.ie but until next Monday it's a very good evening from myself and be safe everyone Full time on KCLR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Lahards, Volkswagen.ie. 